JD Talking Sports. It is Friday, May 22nd, 2020. Can I ask you a question? Uh, you know, people send you memes, and I always make a joke like, too much time on your hands. And this one guy got all bent, a guy I've known for a long time, older gentleman, got all bent out of shape. But no offense, I don't need something sent to me about, you know, I mean, they send me, some people say, I don't, you know, I, a lot of people send me porn, and that's funny and all. But, you know, when they get all the political shit, I don't care. I'm not political. So stop sending me this stuff. And I, I don't even know who this person is. I was like this. I was like, what is this crap? And I was like, uh, I, I don't know what's going. And now he, he said I insulted him, point taken he wants. So I said, dude, why are you sending it to me over text? Why are you arguing over text? Be a man. Call me. You know, and he, he ignores me now. Whatever. You know what? I'm trying. It, I think everybody, the pandemic get into everybody and they just can't handle it or they're just losing their shit. I don't know. You could be, you could be Aaron Judge's girlfriend who gets pulled over for, uh, what you get pulled over for, a DUI, DWI, something, she got pulled over, I want to get the name right because, you know, I want, yeah, Aaron Judge's girlfriend's arrest video, Samantha, no, not that one, Aaron Judge's girlfriend, oh, there's video, no less, yeah, do, do you know who my boyfriend is, well, didn't Reese Witherspoon use that? I mean, after a while, you know, it's like, it's kind of funny. Yeah, Samantha Braxleck brought up the All-Star Slugger multiple times during traffic stop in February. The TMZ gets fucked. How did they get, how did they get all this show? shit? Made several references to Judge during the traffic stop, which ended with her getting arrested. Do you know my boyfriend? This is going to be bad for me. February 25th in Scottsdale, Arizona, after police, they pulled over for driving with her headlights on. Said she drank two glasses of wine before driving registered 0.12. She was arrested and charged with five crimes, ex including extreme to you. So, uh, two glasses. My boyfriend is not a spot where I should be like having this happen. He's like a public figure. So like me being arrested for like having two glasses of wine is not okay. Is the spotlight of New York media in general. I'm trying to do a, I don't know, it's not a good, whatever. <laughs> She had readings at the at the police station of 0.169 and 0.181, which are both more than twice the legal. So that's two. That's some big glasses of wine. Maybe she was drinking from a jug. Yeah. You know who my boyfriend is? Yeah. I had two glasses of wine. That's all he had. Two glasses of wine. Oh my God! Ridiculous. I know that voice is kind of annoying even to me. I want to hear it for long periods of time. I read a pretty cool article about the Bucks in MMQB yesterday. Tampa was seven and seven in mid-December, and that was with the quarterback who, who threw for five five thousand yards and also threw thirty picks, thirty uh, touchdowns. Uh, later the in the season, Arians program got its footing, and his center Ryan Jensen said a lot of it was starting to a lot of people started buy in. We have a lot of we have a ton of young talented guys, and they were starting to figure it out and become true pros. There's that sense of excitement right now off the bat. You just got the greatest quarterback to ever do it. What is, what's he going to bring to this team is going to be pretty gigantic because I'm a big proponent of having extra pressure. Like they say, pressure creates diamonds. It's going to be good for us towards the end of last year. We we're really coming along, especially our defense. Having Tom and that added pressure will be really good. And one of the first questions Brady asked him was, uh, do you wear your glove on your hiking hand? He said, no, you don't do that anymore with Brady. And Brady's already working out with some guys. You know, he's already getting everybody... Listen, they're doing the dock on him. He's getting ready. He wants to, it's his legacy. He wants to play a couple more years. They said the drop-off should be at 45. He's probably got two or three more years in him. 
Let's see what we can do. Be kind of interesting. And, you know, we talk about quarterbacks. Rookies are going to play. They say Burrow. Justin Herbert, you know, because they got Tyrod Taylor. And the Browns like Tyrod Taylor, too. But it took less than a month to realize Baker Mayfield's good for it. Anthony Lynn won with a rookie quarterback before. He was a key assist on a Rex Ryan 2009 staff when the Jets went to the AFC title game with Mark Sanchez starting. So, you know, it could happen again. And uh, I, I did not know this about Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was consistently underpaid in his time with the Bulls from, from 87 to 98. An issue, you know, it was highlighted in uh, the last dance. Feuded with former G G GM Jerry Krause for much of the 90s. And entering 97-98, knew it would be his last with the Bulls. They won their sixth championship. The seventh-time All-Star found himself closing out the 90s with the Rockets. The move to Houston was largely a financial decision where Pippen, who was aided by Krause, attempt to finally cash in on a Hall of Fame career. Rather than sign a four-year, $45 million deal with, the new, with a new team, Pippen inked a five-year, $67 million deal with Chicago before being traded to Houston's. And the Rockets gave up bench uh, forward Roy Rogers and a second-round pick, and in return, they received one of the greatest forwards. And I think Roy Rogers was on an ATV and got paralyzed in an ATV. I mean, that was recent. I'm almost positive about that. So... Now, Krause considered a going-away present. By doing a signing trade with Houston, Scotty could get more than 20 million, get 20 million more than he could by uh, just signing a straight-out contract. Krause wrote an unpublished memoir obtained by NBC Sports' Casey Johnson. Reinsdorf and I gave him this going-away present. I called uh, Kerr and Buechler and told them the situation to take the first good contract they, they could because we were not going to bid for them. They deserved it. He finally got the money he should have gotten, but he, but uh, with that first year with the Rockets, he averaged only 14.5 points per game, his lowest since 1988-89, and he shot 43% from the field. Feuded with then-teammate Charles Barkley in the 99 offseason. Then he went from there to Portland. Houston lost to the Lakers in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs in 99, a series in which Pippen averaged 18 points and 12 rebounds per game. Went to the Blazers five months later, kick-starting a minor rebuild for the Rockets. Houston would miss the playoffs in each of the next five years before returning to postseason 2004, which is crazy, right? So Pippen finally gets paid the money. Pippen should have been making that money when he was with, you know, Jordan. Jordan get $30 million a season his last couple seasons with the freaking Bulls. That's what Pippen should have been getting. I mean, good God. One couldn't have won without the other. Then I read this awesome piece in Spool Illustrated. So SI writer Alexander Wolf in 84 sat in the passenger seat of an 83 Oldsmobile Cutlass writing notes as the car headed toward the Helen Keller School on the campus of the Alabama Institute for Deaf and Blind at Talladega. It passed through a landscape ravaged by a tornado that had just touched down. It was a dramatic scene, but what made it, what was made it more remarkable was the man behind the, the steering wheel was Bo Jackson. He was a rising junior at the time. Had not even won the Heisman Trophy or played any professional sport despite being drafted by the Yankees while coming out of high school. I didn't know the Yankees drafted him out of high school. Still, he's one of the most country's fascinating athletes. Nowadays, we think of these great prospects as having been measured six way to Sunday. Everyone knows precisely where in the pecking order they fall, said Wolf. But this is 30 years later. Back then, they didn't have social media. They didn't have anything. I mean, they had a. I mean, Sport Illustrated was a real magazine. I mean, they had the sporting news and stuff like that. Remember the national newspaper I used to have my dad drive me down the hill so I could get that that was like the first real we just got into sports talk. this was before even sports talk radio the fan and all that stuff 
This is a guy who only carried the ball 11 times a game in high school. So Auburn knew that they had a gem in him, but they had no idea just how much was still on the table to be, you know, with him and what they were going to get out of him. And he said he was impressed by Jackson's stubbornness. His nickname in short is short for Borhog, which is how his brother described his toughness. So I, I didn't know that. He was happy to prove things to people. Uh, he also recalls the countless boisms that flowed freely from the 21-year-old in the driver's seat, which usually had to do with what Wolf called Jackson's bugaboo trouble. As a kid, Jackson would break win- windows and shake down classmates for lunch money. And sometimes his mom would wake him up in the middle of the night to punish him with a moon, moonlit chore. They all had to do with taking care of your business and playing it straight. Pay that park- parking ticket before you forget about it, Wolf said of Jackson's maxim. It was very, very consistent. And I wonder if it was a trouble he got into when he was young, which is interesting. I never, you know, he was such a mild-mannered kid, but he must have been so much, he was a, listen, he was just a big, big dude. As a junior at Auburn, however, Jackson was the SEC's first three-sport letterman in 20 years. He was a consensus gridiron All-American who set the school record in slugging percentage and sprinted at speeds that could have potentially qualified for the Olympics. In high school, he was the Alabama State decathlon title without even bothering to run the mile. So imagine that. He blew everybody out of the water. But they said he was a humble kid trying to stay out of trouble, which is why when Wolf came to town, he had to ride in the passenger seat. A reporter driving a college athlete around town would have been an NCAA violation. But that was interesting. Yeah, reading all that stuff about Jackson. And, you know, people forget how short a career he really had. He was, he was, he was gone only a couple years. We never even really got to see. We got to see glimpses of it. But today's generation has no idea who Bo Jackson is. He's a hell of an athlete, man. People said, oh, you know, he struck out a lot of bait. He's a, he had a hell of an arm. Guys who played with him said, you know, a couple more years, he would have been really good. And football, man, he, he, could, he could go at any second. He could go at any second. And Don Shula, who died May 4th at 90, he goes, I just don't carry things away with me like others might, he said in 93. You can't let it influence the way you live your life. Yeah, you have to let shit go. I don't let shit go. Stuff stays with me. I'm pissed off about Vinny, Vin, uh, my, my buddy Vin today, what happened, and you know what, I would be the bigger man, I'd call him, i go, listen, I think it's bullshit, I don't know what you were saying to me, I made a comment that I make to everybody when they send me shit, because I'm always amazed how people find this shit, I'm busy looking for stuff to talk about on my show, but I like with that, and Jeremy Lin, you know, now he's playing in China, you know, he won a ring with Toronto last year, minimal role in the team but you know he had a work in practice he'd come to terms with how his NBA exit played out he has a personal safe in Beijing in his Beijing apartment where uh, his diamond encrusted Raptors championship ring locked inside I got to the point where I was like did I earn it I didn't contribute the way I wanted but I was good enough to be on that team and to be an NBA player for me I still have a lot of goals I still have a lot of things that I want to accomplish and I still have time and I like that because I think everybody should take that point. You know, there's still, like, the things we do or we don't do. Oh, my God, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Think about the things you do. Think about the things you want to do and that you still have time to do these things. There's still, there's still, you can still rectify the situation. Like, I'm watching TV today and there was a show on, there was something on Netflix today. I was trying to, uh, oh, my God. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, I was talking to Joey Bumbles just now. Bumbles loves his politics. Me, I don't get into it. But hey, listen, let him talk. I love that he gets his opinion across. I like when he calls me bro, bro, bro. 
But I was watching Netflix today. I'm about to sneeze, so I just wanted to warn you ahead of time. <coughs> Jesus. It's called The Lovebirds. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to start it. No, I don't. Uh, it is terrible. It is freaking terrible. It's really bad. And it's with uh, who's it, who's in it? It's with uh, Issa Rae and Kumal Nanjiani. Nanjiani, and it's really bad. I'm having an allergy attack. I think a lot of people are telling me. That they have an allergy t- that the 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 pollen is out of control. Sorry about this, folks. I love you see Gumbo Chef always says folks, and I love when he says folks. He goes, oh, you know, when I was talking to folks, you know, the folks, you know, folks, and not parents, but folks. I like that. So I tried watching that, and it's just terrible. So I said, why am I watching TV and when just searching for something to watch when I can write something? And I just have to find a goddamn idea to write. But there's a lot of shit out there, man. There's a lot of crap out there. A lot of just awful, awful material. And I know, you know, my buddy Harris says, oh, there's so much great TV out there. I go, Is there? Because I feel like there's a lot more crap than good stuff. And I'm t- I, I, I'll tell you the truth. I just don't feel like watching Swiss subtitles right now. I saw the end of Superfly. It was okay. There's a Bruce Willis movie that oh, Bruce Willis is just collecting paychecks. He's becoming, they said he's becoming the new Nicholas He's becoming Nicolas Cage's brother, basically. Oh, the high note looks terrible. But it's called uh, Survive the Night. Yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah. It, it, yeah, so I read a preview about it, and I was like, oh, not good. <sighs> yeah. So I was just looking for something to watch. Oh, and the, I watched another Black Bolt, another episode. Game 4 of the 2014 playoffs against Golden State and Donald Sterling, who said all this shit, was going to show up at the game. Thank God he didn't. And they got blown out that game. But Doc Rivers says, we're not losing this series. And before the game, the players decided to make a statement, so they took off their Clippers tops and had their shirts inside out. Which, uh, you know, I thought made a good statement. And Adam Silver said they made a statement but kept playing. He said, and DeAndre Jordan said, we're going to, we're gonna we're gonna win or we're gonna get blown out. There's not gonna be any in between, and they got blown out. But uh, yeah, I, I just crazy. I mean, Donald Sterling, what a fucking idiot. I mean, you own a professional team and you're talking shit about him, and it's just it's just disgusting, you know. I put a bunch of new trivia questions up, which I was happy about. And uh, what else did I read today? I gotta find the Alan Parsons song. Casey started Mahomes' deal talks, which is good. And the Jets, Jamal Adams wants a deal now. And the Jets are looking to trade him because he wants the money now and they want to wait to pay him. And I don't know why you're going to wait to pay a guy. You don't have too many guys. If you need building pieces, and Jamal Adams is a building piece. I know he talks too much shit and he's cocky, but whatever, but they need him. And I think the trade right now is ridiculous. So that means the Cowboys will probably get him because he wants to go back to Texas. That's how the that's what that's the difference between a good organization and a shitty organization. And Joey and Bumbles, that's why the Jets suck. Because you don't trade a guy in his prime like Jamal Adams. 
I, you pay the guy because you can't pay him. You have the money to pay him. You have a quarterback. You have uh, Darnold. I, he's been an all. He's been a Pro Bowler both his years. He's improved. Maybe he's not getting enough interceptions, but you want a guy like that that's going to push other players. He wants to get paid. Pay him. And Judge really wants a return. Said he's chomping, champing. Isn't it's not champing at the bit, isn't it? Chomping at the bit. Isn't it? Is it champing at the? I think it's chomping. And he said here it says champing, but it's chomping. Yeah, chomping at the bit. But here it says champing. When the doctors turn him loose, he'll be ready. We'll see how that works out. And CeeDee Lamb took 88 because of Michael Irvin, Drew Pearson, and Des Bryant. Jerry Sloan. This guy from uh, Parkinson's and something else. I was like, that sucks. Yeah. I don't know why Jets going to wait to give him an attention. I don't, I don't think that's a good move. And I read a Bo Pelini who was run out of town after seven years, going 66-27, zero losing seasons, never finished worse than third of the division, never lost, never lost, uh, won less than nine games in a season. And in five seasons since they fired him, they brought in Scott Frost, they're 28-34, four losing season, and never have finished better than third in the division. He never lost more than four games, never won less than nine, and his winning percentage, 70.9, is one of the best in FBS, FBS history among fired head coaches. And now he is the defensive coordinator with the is good. Hand sanitizer left in hot vehicles can explode. Oh, okay. Well, I guess everybody's going to... Then it's, there's going to be a lot exploding because everybody's going to have it in their goddamn car. So, Bo Pelini is now the defensive coordinator at LSU. Mark Helfrich, Oregon, 69.8. 37 to 16. Bob Petrino is because he's a fucking moron. Brett Belema. I forget. Now he's at. I don't know where. Is he with. He's in pros or something? Butch Jones keeps getting jobs. I don't understand why he keeps getting jobs. He sucked. Rich Rodriguez. Yeah, that Michigan was a total disaster. Charlie Strong. Steve Sarkeesian. Also, Jim Mora. Jim Mora had a pretty good run at uh, UCLA. Larry Fedora, North Carolina. But he never won the big games at, uh, and then uh, Pete Lembo of Ball State. What is, uh, what is Brett Belemba? What, what, where is he? I remember reading, he was with the Pats. I think he took himself out of the runny, running. Is he still with the Pats? Oh, now he's with the Giants. He is the outside linebacker and senior defensive assistant. Okay. I thought, I thought he was somewhere else. I was wrong. What do I know? That's why I, That's why I, I was reading. I was like, what? Wait. And NFL can use Sky Judge, which I think considering he's better with his booth umpire, which is fantastic. More people watching plays, the better. Because they could keep getting this shit wrong. Ryan Jensen posted something on Twitter. He's when they were do doing a workout at a private high school in in Tampa area. First, you fold the towel once, then over itself again. Put it in your crack and douse in baby powder. No more ass sweat. Yeah, Tom Brady does like ass sweat. But then again, who does like ass sweat? I mean, your own's one thing, but to have to deal with other people? I don't think so. So Jerry Sloan died at 78 from Parkinson's disease and Louis body dementia, which does not sound good. He was a great coach. 
Never won it. Went to two finals, two straight finals with the Jazz. Always had good teams, just never could get over the hump. And Adrian Peterson believes Redskins have the tools to win the Super Bowl this season. I beg to differ. I guess they th he thinks Dwayne Haskins is leading to the promised land. I don't think so. And Kraft's Super Bowl ring sells for $1 million. Fan pays $1.025 million at auction for Robert Kraft's ring from Super Bowl win over the Falcons. 28-3. Oof. And uh, Greg Norman selling his, is selling his Colorado ranch for $40 million, the 11000 900-acre, 11,000 Seven Lakes Ranch is located in the White River Valley near Meeker, Colorado. It's also located near, located near the 45 million ranch Mike Bloomberg reportedly bought recently, which includes a four-hole golf course designed by Norma. But that's uh, Michael Bloomberg. Straddles two miles of the White River, which offers top-notch trout fishing, and the property supports many elk and mule deer, making it one of the finest trophy big-game hunting and fishing ranches in Colorado, which is fantastic. He also has owned the ranch for more than two decades, using it as a treasured family retreat, according to the list. He spent a lot of money doing that, uh, the golf course. He just seems like he is a lot of, a lot of dinero. The luxurious 13,907 square foot lodge, 13,000 square feet, wow, that just blows my mind, includes one of the ranch's namesake lakes. The stone and log home includes eight guest suites, a double-sided stone fireplace bar, and incredible views out of the wall of windows in the great room. Just, yeah. I think it is, oh, it, it has uh, various cabins and a saloon dance hall, as well as an operations building. Yeah. It's called Fuck You Money, folks. And 17 years today, on this day in 2003, LeBron signed a rookie record $90 million deal with Nike. $90 million. That's a lot of, a lot of shekels. A lot of shekels. And they're taking, well, the Patriots decline the most after losing. I, I, I'm i not going to be bet against Belichick, ever, ever. And Juju uh, Smith-Schuster, ready for the season. I think it's going to be a big year for us. Our missing piece was Ben. You know, listen, guys, I think it's a lot of talk. I think you guys are just talking some smack. I don't think so. I think I think the Steelers are not going. I don't think Big Ben's going to come back and be this great quarterback. But who knows? Prove me wrong. I, I'm not going to ever bet against Bill Belichick. I don't think if the Jets get rid of Jamal Adams, that means they have to replace that piece. And I don't think that's a good move. I still think the Jets' defense is has a lot of work to do, and so does the offense. And Sam Darnold has to take a big step in his third year. Daniel Jones with the Giants. We'll see how that works out. you got a new coach, new season. And also, you got the pandemic, so nobody's getting around to practice together. So that's going to be a problem. We'll see how that works out. And college football players surveyed on season. Nearly 80% of 45 anonymous Players, college football players said they would be comfortable returning to campus to play. Of course. They're young. Young and dumb. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I got got to get to my trivia questions. I got to go train in a little bit. But I want to do a show because I had the place to myself for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? Let's get, let's get something to the, to the masses, to the people. So here we go. Okay. Today's trivia question. Okay, last show's trivia question. Oh, yeah. On February 3rd, 2020, the Rangers played their 7,000th game regular and postseason. Which Rangers played the most games up to that point? Now, Rock told me the other day he had the Vernon Davis answer, but he never texted to me. So I'm like, dude, you tell me after the fact? He picked Raj Gilbert. 
It is Brian Leach. Twelve hundred eleven games total. Eleven hundred twenty nine regular season and eighty two playoff games, which is basically a season full of playoff games, which is pretty crazy. Season a little change, pretty awesome. Right, Brian Leach has played the most games in a Ranger uniform of their first seven thousand games. Okay, two thousand nineteen NFL season. What happened for the first time in NFL history? What happened in the two thousand nineteen NFL season that had never happened before? Rock, you got to get this one for me. I'm just going to say, Rock, I need an answer. I need to give it ahead of time, okay? Never had before this season. Folks, enjoy Memorial Day weekend. I might have a show. I might not. Is there any sports this weekend? I think there's some NASCAR, some UFC. I don't know. There's some German soccer. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. I got my car, so we're going somewhere. Gumbo Chef, I love you. Rock, keep it coming. Joey Bumbles, don't ever change. Okay, don't ever change. LG, enjoy the weekend. Rhonda. Harris, James, James, I love you in the, the TD Bank commercials. Big A, I haven't seen you in a long time. And I'm going to start reading this Jordan book I have on it when he was with the Wizards. It is not a loving, lo loving tale of his time there. Peace out, folks. Talk to you soon.